Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dudes and Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and it is that time of year once again. Everyone has put away their Birkenstock sandals, busted out the pumpkin spice everything, and every girl who has ever bought a hat now thinks that she's Stevie Nicks. It is Halloween once again, and we are big fans of it because this year, unlike last year, some of us are able to go out if we are vaccinated and have 72-hour previous uh, COVID test. Um... I'm still not going to be touching anybody. I'm wearing a mask underneath my Halloween mask. And um, I'm, I'm pretty excited to do this. And I'm pretty excited to bring you our yearly Halloween special. But before we do that, I've got to introduce my compatriots. Guys, sound off and tell us what you're going to be for Halloween. I found a great shirt option from I Think You Should Leave sketch, a Dan Flash's shirt. So that's what's <laughs> happening. Nice. <laughs> that was Ryan, our music connoisseur. Oh, yeah, that's me, Ryan, your music uh, <laughs> connoisseur, musicologist, consultant, and uh, vibe dealer. <laughs> uh, I'm Pedro, your mixologist, and uh, this year I'm going to be Greg from Over the Garden Wall. I love it with the upside down <laughs> teapot and everything. Mm hmm. Gotta do it. We and have the Mrs. Potts teapot to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wear her. <laughs> Our guest today is the founder, lead guitarist, and vocalist of Salem's Bend, an LA-based heavy psych rock trio running an aural gamut of 70s-sounding classic metal to the contemporary realms of desert doom metal and stoner rock. Their latest LP, Supercluster, is out now on Ripple Records, and word on the street is we can expect something spooky from them in the not-too-distant future. Tunes and Tumblers fans, please welcome to the pod Bobby Parker. Bobby, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And and thanks for being our very special Halloween guest, the most important one of the year. But you got to tell me, what are you going to be for Halloween? Um, 
I'm trying to decide. I, I really wanted to be uh, David S. Pumpkins from <laughs> <laughs> the SNL sketch. I found where you could buy that suit, that pumpkin suit. I don't know if it will arrive on time because with you know deliveries and everything. Uh, if not, then I'll I'll be just a wizard. I feel like that's an old standby. Who's that politician who dresses as a wizard? That's a vermin thing. supreme. Oh yeah, that freaking guy. <laughs> Well, for me, what am I going to be? I am a slave to pop culture, and I'm basic as fuck, so I'm going to be the front man slave. From, from Squid Game, like everyone else. Oh, God, yeah. Or see if you can spot me in the crowd of Squid Game people. You won't be, be so able many to do track it. Suit. There's going to be so many track suits and like, um, people dressed as that girl. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the red light, green light girl. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, that's what my partner's going to be. <laughs> See, there it is. We wow. got it. Low effort Halloween. That's that's how we like to do. Usually this is the part of the show where we play what have you been listening to, but that's kind of the whole theme of the episode. We're going to talk about our favorite spooky tracks. So why don't we just head into the bar right now? I know Pedro's got some drinks already mixed mm -hmm. up for us, but first, Bobby, you got to show our bouncer your ID if you even want to get in there with us oh my goodness okay <clears throat> well my idea is this leather plus sweater jacket i'm wearing here it really just encapsulates my whole vibe which is you know you got to be tough like a tough rocker with the leather but also be comfortable and nice with some sweater you know i'm not trying to scare anyone you know <laughs> not right now not right now <laughs> this jacket is the perfect marriage of like form and function <laughs> I gotta know, is it like leather with alpaca hair on top of it? Is that how it works? No, it's like suede. Oh, you know, so yeah. it's like a smooth suede with just random patches of sweater in there. Cozy and cool. There was a time when I I think I had one of those at one point and I got rid of it to a Buffalo exchange and then I haven't been able to find one in the wild since and I don't know why. Do you have all of them? Did you take all of them off the streets? <laughs> They're all in my closet. I have yours. No. <laughs> I do have more than one. So he has a photo of Ryan like pinned to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are in the bar now, and I kind of, I kind of love the implication that the bartender just saw your jacket and was like, yeah, that guy's really cool. Come on in. <laughs> that guy belongs in here. <laughs> One thing that I think happened was I think he might have confused you for another Bobby Parker with who had the 1961 classic Watch Your Step. And I think... Uh, I think classic we, I, blues guy. That's right. When did you first realize that, that, that you shared a name with that, that person? Or when did you first know of his existence? That would have been senior year of high school, like when Facebook was kind of just beginning in its infancy. I like, like since I, you know, I was getting into college, I was like, okay, you know, I can make a Facebook. You have the .edu yeah. <laughs> email. So I was just looking up famous Bobby Parkers, and that was one of them. It was, it was him, and I was like, oh, my God. And I listened to his tunes. I'm like, hey, this guy's pretty cool. <laughs> I think that was my first Facebook photo was a photo of him. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Also, you're an OG. You had to have a .edu to get in there. Yeah. Yep. You kids today will never know the struggle. Yeah. When you just needed an EDU account and to be really horny and be willing to like swipe on people. I mean, I feel like, what were the stages? It was basically like a face swipe app. <laughs> yeah. In, in its early, early days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some kind of face <laughs> ranking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I think I got on after the EDU. I think I got in after all the all the rubes joined. I was in that not the new wave, the rube wave. 
I think that's about where I joined too, is like after the EDU, but you had to be invited. I was even past that. It was like 2008 for me. And like, I was so anti-social media. Everyone wanted me to be on MySpace. You and say then... that, but I feel like it's just because no one invited you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should, we, should have all, we should have all known better then. <laughs> 10 years later and the fall of democracy. And, you know, we should have known. <laughs> But let's not think about that right now. I need a drink. Pedro, it's Halloween. Yeah. Tell us, what are we drinking? For this drink, I kind of wanted to go with something. I've, I've done like a lot of drinks lately that are like darker in color, even like black, some of them. Um, but I wanted to go with something sort of lighter and white. So I've got this opaque sort of whitish gray drink here. I wanted something that sort of captures the chill that spooky things can give you on Halloween. But I also kind of wanted the, the sweetness because, I mean, candy. Everyone likes to eat candy during Halloween. What this is, is creme de cacao, some orgiat, milk, and coffee liqueur with a little bit of creme de menthe in there too to just give it like a really chilly back to it. And then I sprinkled pumpkin spice on top. You can also use nutmeg or cinnamon, any of them work. So yeah, this is called a cold wind to sort of help bring in Ooh. fall and the, uh, the Halloween season. Mm. The cold, the macabre, <laughs> the longing, the melancholy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And the sexy cat costumes. <laughs> Thank you. Out of all the costumes. The thing is, we have been in quarantine for the majority of this show right now. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> and one day, again, I will get to taste Pedro's delicious cocktails. But that is not today. Instead, no, no Topo Chico for me. Just plain old water. A good old standby. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. So like I said earlier, it's time to get to the tune portion of Tunes and Tumblers, but each of us has gotten a chance to think about our favorite, not necessarily Halloween tracks, but spooky tracks, those that invoke kind of that chilly sense of fear or just foreboding. Uh, dread. Dread. That is the best word for it. Ryan, do you want to be the first one to take us on this journey? All right. I'd be happy to uh, to kick us off. My pick for today is Daniel Johnston, who people might know for his song, True Love Will Find You in the End, perhaps Walking the Cow, you know, Casper the Friendly Ghost, which was used in the movie Kids, um, along with a few other songs. That was not the movie I thought you were going to (laughs) say. I was like, oh, from the movie Casper the Friendly Ghost. No, the the movie about like kids in New York spreading HIV. (laughs) That's right. And I'm picking him because... I don't know if he had intentionally sent out to make inherently creepy music. There's a lot to say about this guy for people who are familiar. He's he's no longer with us and had a pretty debilitating mental illness, pretty crippling mental health problems. But he sort of rose. He'd made all these cassettes that were traded amongst the uh, indie community. And it wasn't until Kurt Cobain wore a shirt with the hi, how are you slug on it. And I think he got put on the he was on the cover of some magazine. And upon seeing the shirt, it launched a bidding war just to sign the album based on this T-shirt, on the strength of Kurt Cobain wearing the T-shirt. But the guy was in a mental hospital during the bidding war. So they're like A&R guys going into the hospital while this this guy's in there. And I mean, it was so bad. I mean, there was an incident where he believed he was Casper the Friendly Ghost and pulled the key out of a jet he was in with his dad when it was in the air. Mm. And uh, they survived with minor injuries, but pretty horrifying. (laughs) So the songs are very minimal, very haunting, with often just accompanied with melodica and some just piano. And he just has this, his voice just has this certain quality to it. It's this like vulnerability, 
naivete almost and it's um it's pretty unbelievable and there's tons of recordings out there now that you can check out i feel like it would have been much harder to find back in the day um there's one called almost got hit by a truck that i find pretty haunting held the hand is also very weird so that is my pick i recommend putting on some daniel johnston and the last endorsement i i I think this is an endorsement. An ex of my sister's at one, a certain point said, um, I don't want this played in the house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Band music. But he's also been covered by like huge people like Yola Tango. I think Johnny Depp's oh, wow. band did a cover. Like he's sort of admired by a lot of the heavyweight musicians out there. So Daniel mm-hmm. Johnston, everyone. I think the story of his life is almost as foreboding as the music itself. Indeed. Indeed. It's a sad one. <laughs> I wonder where he got all that inspiration. Well, who wants to take it away now? Uh, I can go, I suppose. So I was trying to think of like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of songs I like listening to around this time. And most of them are like, not necessarily Halloween songs. They're just sort of creepy, like for different reasons. Songs like, uh, some ones that came to mind were like Girl Anachronism by the Dresden Dolls has like this crazy manic energy mm. about um, it's just sort of about a character in like a, in, in like a mental institution. It's just like really erratic and fast paced um, and just sort of unsettling. Take Me to the Hospital by the Faint is like this really dark, like almost like industrial tune. It's got like this. It really paints like this vivid imagery of like this accident, and the blood and just all these horrific things. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Internet Friends by Knife Party. It's like, uh, oh yeah, uh, it's old, 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 but it's basically about like this internet stalker who's like gonna kill you if you're not their friend. But I think my favorite song, like the most chilling song to listen to around this time, is a song called "You Haunt Me" by Sir Sly. One of the things I fear the most is regret, and so this song just sort of holds a lot of that for me. And it's like, and so it's it's really chilling. So it's just about this this person who who's sort of looking back on losing someone and just regretting it and sort of, it's sort of like spiraling into this self-destructive phase of like alcohol and just, just sort of like constantly just stewing in the fact that like the, that it didn't work, that they were, you know, selfish and all this stuff. And that's like, that's the scariest shit to me, right? (laughs) Like when you just regret something and you can't let it go, that's horrifying. So yeah, You Haunt Me by Sir Sly. There's, uh, there's also a remix by Amtrak that's like even, it slows it down. It's even more haunting. So oh, I think it's good. Yeah. So I think that's my, that's probably my favorite Halloween jam. You Haunt Me by Sir Sly. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'll drink to that. I'll have a, I'll have a sip of ice cold water to that, Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bobby? Yeah, I had, I had a, a couple that that came to mind while thinking about this one of them was the band white hills they're kind of i don't know if you guys are familiar with them they're like a sort of like doomy psych <clears throat> band from i don't know i think the mid maybe started the mid 2000s but it's a song called let the right one in off their self-titled album and it's it, it's it's a it's interesting song it's very it's like a super slow build it, it starts out very repetitive and sort of somewhat droney but it has like this kind of build and, th- and there's these little sound effects that are going on in the background like it sounds like things are happening that just adds to this creepy vibe i just it always like i don't know got me in a cool creepy mood you know listening to the song and it's, it's it's long too it's like eight minutes and it takes like five minutes before it really builds in and gets heavy but that that tune i i think i just came across on youtube randomly and was like oh this is tight (laughs) 
Um, the title's just sort of unnerving. Sort of sounds like a Nick Cave title in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you say, I, it sounds almost familiar. I feel like I've heard well, it. Well, I think, I don't know for sure if, if it was based. So there's a book called Let the Right One In. And uh, I, I assume they maybe have read it. There, there's nothing really in the lyrics. I mean, there's barely any lyrics in the song. Nothing really indicates that it's about that song, but or if maybe they just thought it was a cool title. I mean, it's about that book, but mm. it's it's a, it is a very creepy book that has since been made into a movie. Yeah, I was about to ask about uh, that because I've seen the what is it? It's is it Swedish or Norwegian? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that version. I haven't seen the the American remake because screw that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the Swedish one is really great. It's like one of my favorite movies. It's very strange, kind of kind of creepy. But yeah, there was there was one other song that I was going to mention that I came across a few years ago that like it was on some random playlist somewhere and it came on and i was like the fuck is this uh, the song is <laughs> called uh, a trial in our native town by the savage rose oh wow the savage rose was like i think they're from i believe they're from um sweden or something that they, they were like a psych band from from the late 60s and this this album came out in, in like 68 but the song a trial in our native town like their other songs are kind of somewhat classic kind of late 60s psych stuff but this one is just like it almost sounds like like black sabbath or something this mm-hmm. song it's just it's very menacing but it in like it has like this organ that's kind of droning and it's very creepy tones and the singer has this very kind of like nasally voice that sounds kind of just creepy and, and it's like a long song to it's like seven minutes and it just keeps going on and on and it's it's a good tune man but, that sounds so good i like yeah. that theme across your songs about like it slowly building and it gives it time if you've got like yeah. a song that's seven or eight minutes the idea of like deepening dread i think is something yeah. that's hard to capture in music because oftentimes you only have like three minutes <laughs> yeah, to yeah. get it across exactly for my picks, I have somewhere in between. This song that I originally thought of, I think is about five minutes and has like about a, a minute intro of this haunting piano that has like reverb. So you feel like you're either in like a cathedral or a crypt. It's called Mausoleum by Rafferty. Uh, not Jerry Rafferty. Rafferty, I, I forget where he's Bummer. from. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's from like Denmark or something. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Rafferty, if you're listening to this. But he was pretty popular about five years ago. He had like a brief moment where he was like on all the rock playlists. But this was something he released in the month of October, I want to say three or four years ago. And it is this gothic lament that is written from the point of view of a man who died 200 years ago and this woman who finds him in his crypt and like him expressing like love from beyond the grave for this woman and feeling regret that he didn't know her in his time. The best way I can describe it is like an Edgar Allan Poe poem, like that kind of love separated by death or love invaded by death. And it's just so haunting and creepy and it's just him singing over this very soft very sad piano that could just be played in like a completely empty tomb and Mm. yeah it never mentions halloween but it's like (laughs) it's i I think it captures that gothic horror element pretty perfectly and after hearing you speak bobby i thought about another song that was in that same vein of building the sense of impending doom, like something is going to happen. And it's the Ballad of Hollis Brown by Bob Dylan. But I'm thinking specifically of the Rise Against version. I mean, it also starts in like this acoustic space, but then just 
goes off the rails in like the final verse. It's if you haven't heard about it, it's this song about a man named Hollis Brown who he lives outside of town with his um with his family of five children and he's looking for work and he can't find any and they run out of food and they have to sell everything and then the very end he decides the only way out is to kill his family and himself and yeah makes sense yep I was gonna- <laughs> <laughs> you, you beat you beat me to the joke <laughs> It's a great song. The Bob Dylan original is a classic. I think that if you're going to do a remake, do it in your own way. And I think that Rise Against use their strengths as a punk band and a punk band that started as an acoustic punk band. Like they know how to wring the emotion from a song. So those are my two. Uh, I think you kind of see a theme of death in mine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that speaks a little bit to like my own fears, not just of death, but of death in vain and of death Uh, wanting something more from your life. Like the main character in the Rafferty song being like, I wish I loved you in my time. It's a shame that we missed each other by centuries. Hmm. And then a lot of regret running through these themes. I'm noticing too. Mm -hmm. Welcome to our downer Halloween episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you thought it was going to be costumes and candy. We did the monster. Buckle up listener. (laughs) We did the monster mash last year and it has not gotten any better. We gave you bubblegum already. <laughs> yeah, last year it was a fun, yeah, spooky drink. This year it's the, um, oh, geez, what's that movie? The, um, God damn it, bungling another joke today. Drew, what was cut the movie out the dead with space. Ethan Hawke, the A24 Ethan Hawke film? Oh, First Reformed. The uh, the Drano and whiskey drink. Or no, what is he? <laughs> oh, it is, it's Drano and whiskey. You got it perfectly. I love that movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a lot of time left in our in our interview today. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about, you know, Halloween has become this fun, festive activity that is spooky or, you know, as as was once said, spoopy, like kind of the, the cute but spooky. But I kind of want to take it in a different direction just because like Halloween does have its uh, roots in paganism and then through Christianity, kind of like this fear of like death and the devil and like the evil spirits that you have to ward off. Let's talk a little bit about fear because I, I find it to be one of the more powerful human emotions that often doesn't get talked about that often, at least existentially. Why are horror movies so popular, but no one likes to to give them awards, right? <laughs> Why are horror movies so popular, but no one likes to get killed? Yeah, <laughs> no one likes to, no one likes to be in a haunted house. I don't get it. Why are white women so obsessed with true crime? Is it because <laughs> that's an entirely different? I yeah, do that, not go down that. We path. did not prepare for that. That no. is a lot. No. What are you guys afraid of? And not just like, oh, I, I don't like, I don't like spiders, but like, what is it that like you that that like really chills you? I keep a list of fears on hand, so this is luckily. Good to go. I keep my daily schedule on a list of fears on the back of it. <laughs> I mean, I think I already said mine, right? Sort of like living with regret is one that like, like I fear, like I fear that, so I try, I just try avoiding that by doing things that I I mean there's things that you do that you're going to regret cuz you know you shouldn't have done it but like I don't want to live with regret knowing that I didn't try something or didn't do something just cuz I was like nervous or scared of it the fear of regret mm. is like way bigger to me than that that's a big thing for me I think is sort of just leaving uh leaving something undone because of cowardice I guess 
or not knowing what the outcome might be. So that sort of like fearing what could be, but that isn't yet. So like, why, why fear the future? And also cockroaches. I am like <laughs> deathly afraid of cockroaches. It's like, it's bad. It is, uh, it, it's, I can't, I can't deal with them. But yeah, I think regret's probably the biggest one. Mm. I have a fear of losing. Regret and roaches. Roach regret. Roach regret. <laughs> New band. A life. I die, you can have that, Bobby. I die regretting never having taken care of the roach problem in my apartment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of losing my memory. That is my biggest oh. fear. Mm. I'm afraid of waking up and not knowing where I am forgetting missing things and that terrifies me so i don't want to get old so i have indicated my life expectancy to be uh 45 for all those concerned <laughs> tick tock <laughs> fun facts <laughs> that is really terrifying like that is a very scary thought yeah i yeah it truly is like dementia is one of the most horrific things i think in the yeah. world to me like i can't there's a lot of terrifying things and that's that's a terrifying one for sure. Yeah, I like I start to think like Memento isn't such a like he's not such a weird guy. <laughs> you know. He was just ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. I I think so. Maybe that's a good Halloween costume actually. <laughs> just write a bunch of stuff on your body. Just don't all, trust him. All the edge lords will love you, <laughs> let the, Ryan. Let let the right one in. <laughs> My daily reminder. <laughs> We should definitely make sure our bouncer has that, uh, you know, is familiar with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think he's done a good job. <laughs> this might be too deep of a of a tangent here, but I think about that a lot too, Ryan. But I think it also begs the question, like, who are you? Are you just your memories? When you lose that, does, do you lose you or is that still you? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it definitely mm -hmm. seems like, like as you, I, I, I've, I've seen like, you know, people with with Alzheimer's and stuff like that. And yeah, it, there's most, like a lot of it when it's severe enough. Yeah. They, they sort of, it, it's really Well, the saddest part is they sort of just kind of become this husk, right? They're not really, it's hard for them to be present because I think, I think some part of them knows that they're not remembering things. Right. So yeah. they're sort of just, there trying to like get it back together and they can't. And then they have those moments of lucidity where it comes back and then a real part of them shows up again. And like, I don't think that it's your you are your memories it's just if if you don't have those maybe you are maybe part yeah maybe you are your memories like if you don't have your experiences on hand like what we kind of have this experience is what kind of makes us i think i think we already had this talk with tessa violet kind of about god like, we're depressing yeah we are it's, <laughs> but it's this kind of like idea that like continuity of memory is what makes the person but the thing is like uh i think she was of the mind that like you are always yourself but i was kind of the mind like i think that you are different people insofar as you relate to and remember things that happened to you but that is spooky on a cosmic horror level um <laughs> <laughs> let me think for me i think i already talked about a little bit what i was afraid of kind of like almost the same as pedro i think i also fear like dying never having lived if that makes sense right. i was just at a punk show a couple of days ago um with this young artist named kenny hoopla i don't know if anyone is familiar with him but he is this young black kid from wisconsin who can't play instruments he doesn't have a band but he has 
incredible stage presence and he plays like he has a dj who is playing punk rock tracks very heavy very fast and he just runs over the stage and he jumps into the crowd and he has incredible energy and like he just commands presence and i'm like that to me is like the most punk thing that you can do and he has this which is what just like not caring about like musical ability so much as like shared catharsis and like togetherness Mm. like that that was to me that was always punk less that so than the sound even if he is emulating the sound but he has this song called turn back time where in the second verse he says because life is way too short for you to hide behind your flaws and your loss and I, i think that all the time and it's hard to get past that especially when your ego is telling you to like hold on to these things that don't matter like i need this i need to do this i need to do that i need to get a good job i need to make all this money but like wh- what are you sacrificing in the process mm-hmm. mm, yeah i think that i think like the flip side of that too is like allowing yourself to sort of stay in a situation or keeping something around that is comfortable but not good for you i think that can lead to a lot of regret too you know what i mean yeah like you're holding yourself back or whatever just for fear of loss like losing something can be good for you or letting go of something can be good for you too as opposed to taking something in or experiencing something which is why i have this grand dream of leaving sierra madre once and for all i'm not gonna die here we need the portal to devon's cosmic desert i feel like it's more fun there what's devon's cosmic desert uh it's <laughs> devon henry you don't just say out. something like we all know what that is. we we did this mood pedro we did her mood we were out in the desert we were there were aliens i think there were dolphins i don't remember obviously don't you forget that first of all um <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> uh, but an alternate route to a different kind of plane is through the music of Salem's Bend, of course. Hey, ooh. I mean, I I think folks need to need to get that through their head. <laughs> Just wish they would listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bobby, instead of telling us what you're afraid of, because like I don't want people to come to your show like dressed as whatever it is that. Uh... <laughs> It's it's bad for the brand too. It's he can't <laughs> be he can't be recorded uh, saying he fears anything. Yeah, yeah, tell tell us a little bit about how you kind of work that idea of fear into your music. Great question. Um, I I've always been just fascinated by horror and scary things in general. Like I, I earliest memories of being a kid, like four years old, going to like Blockbuster back when there was you could go to a movie store you know <laughs> and pick out a movie scary and uh, i i would run to the horror section and i would just look at all these terrifying covers and i, I would try to pick the one that looked the scariest and i'd be like mom dad can we can we watch this <laughs> and they'd be like no you're gonna have nightmares this i don't know why i did it but i was just always compelled like to try to find the scariest movie and, and watch it even though it, it actually i would get freaked out but I, I still kind of enjoyed it i guess mm. like a little masochistic <laughs> d- delight in in fear so, so yeah like the scary uh, elements in in music have always in, intrigued me like uh, like as a kid that the the halloween theme always used to freak me out i thought that was that one was like a really good kind of scary movie theme and so th- those kind of things just melded into my head and so when i'm when i'm creating music sometimes like i try to capture a little bit of that vibe you know doing certain things like that like say black sabbath did in on their first album playing that that kind mm. of tritone the devil's yeah. tritone you know mm. playing that that sixth that just when you when you play that with 
it just sounds evil like burr, burr, burr. Mm-hmm. that that note there just always sounds creepy and weird like so i try to think of those kind of things um like I, i'm a big fan of like you know in our music you'll hear me a lot of times like in a riff or in a solo I, i'll do like these kind of unison bends which is where you're holding a certain note and then you're with your other finger you're bending the other note up to that same note but so the whole uh. the whole time you're bending up to that it's it's like off it's like off by like a full tone and so as you're bending up it just sounds really strange until you get to the the right note you know mm-hmm. and so you get this kind of it's almost like a, a little bit of like a, a screech or something like you know mm-hmm. and so those kind of things i don't know i always like those you know pick those kind of things up from tony iomi and sabbath and just horror movies and whatnot you gotta wonder like what it is about certain tones and music that invoke fear and i kind of think like you know if if the evolutionary biologist in me will come out like is that like the sound of predators or like the sound of like an incoming storm or something like that that we all have to protect ourselves from like here comes this danger yeah well i i I was reading a article about a similar thing and it was a lot of it is kind of saying that same kind of thing, which is like, that's why like, like the really heavy guitars and like heavy metal and, and screeching sounds like those sounds are like, that's, it's kind of emulating like somebody yelling or, or like an animal screaming or like a screech of a, you know, mountain lion or something like those are always like high pitched or atonal, you know? So those things are kind of cemented in your subconscious as like, like fear this sound because it means like this tiger is going to eat you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Fear the sound because tax day is coming. <laughs> is it? I always, I always read these rumors about the tritone that over the years that it's been banned by certain religious authorities. Is there any truth to that? I, I think so. I mean, I, I read the same thing uh, that um, at least the, the Catholic Church had banned it from their, you know, from from being used in, in a kind of church music or church setting. And I mean, it's like it's creepy as hell. So like it kind of makes sense if you wouldn't. <laughs> want to use it but yeah it was di- like diabolus and musica or something or whatever i, I probably <laughs> hacked that latin but uh you know <laughs> something close. like that interesting um, i'd like to know what led to that like if it was just somebody hearing it and going like "Ooh, eh don't like that better ban it or if it like somebody was like driven to madness from the <laughs> the, the progression of that like i wonder sound <laughs> off in the comments folks <laughs> Well, you know, before we get all of the fundamentalist Christians tuning out because we're talking about the devil's tritone, I think it's time that we moved on to our favorite part of the show. Hashtag mood. Who is ready to play? Hashtag mood. What's your mood? got to thank Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for that amazing theme song for Hashtag Mood. What is Hashtag Mood, you ask? Hashtag Mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers hotline and pick a message from a fan or friend of the pod. We're going to listen to that message and then each pick one song to match that mood, creating the ultimate playlist. Who is ready to hear our message? Let's do it. This one is a text. This one is a text, so I'm going to have oh, I'm going to have uh, Matthew, our our mood <laughs> reader, read it for us. 
Halloween mood. When you've left the Halloween party early BC the guy you wanted to hook up with left with some twinks so you're wandering aimlessly through an alley on your way home and you think you hear footsteps, but every time you look back there's nothing there and then all of a sudden everything goes white and then poof. 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 <laughs> so, I love how fast, how Matthew, how fast he's saying twink in there. Yeah. <laughs> he loves some twink. He loves some twink and then you go, and then... <laughs> Let's do this moods before Anthony gets thrown on his ass out. On yeah. We don't even know who this is from, I want to say. Like, usually people leave their names. I have no idea who this one is from. <laughs> I have a couple of ideas, but I, I don't think it came from anyone I know, but I know someone who would write this. Okay, so who wants to take this one first? Uh, I'll go. Uh, mine is very simple, straightforward. It's called The Boy Is Gone by Jason Mraz. <laughs> 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 it's just a very melancholic tune about the boy being gone. <laughs> you got you got one, Bobby? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I I'm going to go with uh, the song Bad Feeling by Cobra Man. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this tune, but it's oof. It kind of encapsulates this vibe perfectly, I think. Hell yeah. Cobra Man. That yeah, also, it's, it's, yeah, it's great. just that name. <laughs> great, great name. Yeah, great, great song title. Great band name. Uh, I'm gonna go with one by a group called All Leather that um, was signed to Dim Mac in sort of the late 2000s, and they were kind of uh, they kind of blended. They had that classic Dim Mac sound of um, blending kind of hardcore punk and dance, and just totally outrageous and just horrifying X-rated videos. <laughs> so I'm gonna choose their song. Please Jesus, send me someone to. We'll just put the F word in there, but let's just call it. Please. <laughs> Jesus, send me someone to screw. Uh, um, this is a fantastic. I think it works so well here because you're you're wanting that, mm -hmm. and then you're not getting it. You're desperate, and then poof. And then poof, yeah. <laughs> poof. Jesus, Jesus. Poof. <laughs> the puff of white. Um, also, also, how dare you say you home? How dare you say the phrase "all leather" in front of the duo tone jacket? Yeah, I, oh, it's gotta be shit. both, bro. That, that was, was major hate, disrespect. That was hate speech. I'll let it slide this once. <laughs> yeah. That was a killing on the dance floor. You let it slide. Thank you. <laughs> Double homicide. All right. I feel weird about the one I chose, but I literally can't like get this out of my head since I heard it. Heard the the mood. I am choosing Earl Kennig by Schubert. <laughs> a song from 1821. Oh, the, the yes. I No, the Earl King? <laughs> yes. I'm choosing the fucking Earl King. And for those of you who don't know. It's a song written by uh, Franz Schubert. It's based on a Goth poem, and it is about this father and his son fleeing on horseback through this creepy forest. And the son keeps saying, like, I see the elf king. He's coming to get me. And the father's like, no, it's just the wind. It's just the trees. And then the kid screams. And by the time they get to the other side of the woods, the father looks down, and his son is dead. And... <laughs> It's a very short song. It's all sung by one person over this really frantic galloping piano. And it's creepy as fuck. So good. Yep. And then, poof, so the sun is dead. Poof. <laughs> poof. Poof. <laughs> yeah, I think I read that like he wrote it, the piano part to be like really hard to play because it's just constantly hammering these keys. Like, and it's a big stretch. Like, and that was like part of the, the vibe of the song is it's supposed to be like uncomfortable to play. <laughs> He's like, I don't yeah, want anybody covering this. I don't want anybody else doing this song. This is mine. He couldn't have anticipated MIDI, unfortunately. <laughs> Fruity Loops Fruity Loops really fucked with him. The real Earl King all along was uh, Fruity, Fruity Loops Studio. <laughs> <laughs> Cal 
being breaking no no sweat at all. <laughs> all right. Well, I that's have to. Good, that's a good pick. <laughs> I hate to cut this short, but time is of the essence. Do you have a mood of your own The elf king cometh. Text or call. 626-604-6477 and let us know how you're feeling. Uh, we will do our best to give you a good mood, um, maybe with less classical music in the future, or maybe more. We don't know. And if you are lucky, your favorite artist may hear your voice on the air. All right. Last call, gentlemen. We got to finish up these spooky drinks, put on our costumes, and go into the throng of squid game impersonators. Any lingering thoughts about fear, about Halloween, about the devil's tritone? Live now. Never die. <laughs> Live now and never die. Avoid the forever chemical. <laughs> and uh, watch, watch some scary movies while you're at it and just spook yourself. There you go. Poof yourself while you're at it. Poof. And watch the clock so you don't get thrown in the street. <laughs> Bobby, do you have anything to plug before we say goodbye? Ooh. I do have uh, a couple things. Sam's Ben has, has a new song coming out. It's a cover tune of, um, it, it, it actually, it should be out before Halloween. And it's somewhat in, in theme. It's um, a cover of a song by the Poppy family. Um, but it's a, a, <laughs> somewhat of their unconventional tunes called There's No Blood in Bone. And it's just a strange kind of creepy psych song really weird lyrics that the story is just quite strange and so I, I just loved it and figured it'd be a fun one to cover so that that should be coming out before halloween Sweet. and uh yeah should be fun hope you like it pre-save it listeners the poppy family also purveyors of the song where evil grows that's a i don't even know the one you're referring to i can't wait to hear it yeah it's <clears throat> it's a great one it's it's you'll, you'll dig it well, thank you so much for joining us, Bobby. Can't wait for that new song. And yeah, I'm really excited to dive into more Salem's Bend. I like that name too. It kind of evokes like Salem witch trials creepiness. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 supposed to evoke that as and as well as um, I kind of it came from um, Salem's Lot. That's like one of my favorite oh, Stephen yeah. King's books. And um, in the book, there's like the kind of like bad side of town is like the bend. It's like by the river bend, you know. And I just thought that was cool, kind of combining those things and get this kind of creepy witch vibe and some Stephen King's vibes. And 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 when you Google it, it's the only thing that comes up. So hey, nailed it. There you go. You beat the <laughs> <crucial>. algorithm. <laughs> Thank you once again for joining us, Bobby. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Please like the show and Atwood on every platform and check out more of Pantheon's amazing music-based podcasts. They're all a lot of fun. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. Also, if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can support the pod directly. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Fransblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. Boo. Pew.